Hey, welcome to Dads Who Love Sports. I'm Jeff Kratrek. And I am Shannon Hartley. We, I am excited Woo! here. So excited. And it has a little to do with uh, our little pregame um, dance. Well, I mean, it was dancing, but it was in the chair. Was, in the chair dance? We were freaking a little Is bit. That, is it lap dancing without the lap? I don't know. Lapless man. dancing? We were. I mean, I wasn't lap dancing. I mean, you. We were kind of giving a lap dance to the chair. To our investors, who are our wives right now. Yeah. So, but we had a. Uh, we started with a little Post Malone. Started with Posty. And then we moved to Cindy Lopper because why wouldn't you play girls just want to have fun? Yeah, of course. I mean, and then. Two dudes. And then we moved to uh, Miley Cyrus. I mean, it just seemed like the natural progression. It was sweet. I had a great time yeah. dancing. But, but goodbye, Post Malone was definitely the... Oh, it's such a vibe. The, His music is so... It yeah. just bumps so good. Yeah, We actually do have the rights to play that right now. We do. We're not going to, but we could if we wanted to. Yeah, if we wanted to. If we wanted to, we could. We totally have the rights. Yeah. Um... So don't even with us. Yeah, don't just 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 let it get be. off our backs. Seriously, step off. Step off. <laughs> step off. Is that a song? It's from uh, uh, what's the movie with Jack Black and the the kids and the Rock? Oh, School of Rock. School of Rock. I, I mean, feel, I think that it's a reference overrated. within the movie. I think that movie's overrated. I feel like it's appropriately rated. I feel like it's an okay movie. Yeah, maybe I feel it's did it, <clears throat> did it get. Rated higher in your book? Maybe I feel it's... Well, Jenny, it's like one of her favorite movies, I feel like. Mm. She loves School of Rock. But she, like, she had a big family growing up, and they all played music, so maybe that has something to do with it. Ooh, and was she a little bit, like, couldn't listen to all the music she wanted to? Totally. Ah, well, then, of course that's her favorite movie. Her family, like, didn't even watch TV, so... <sighs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Could only listen she to, gets like, a pass. I think it's... I don't think it's overrated. I think it's just like adequately rated in my book. It was like, hey, it's a good movie. It's a good I mean, movie. like. It's a quality it's movie, been... and I love Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, Jack Black's amazing. <clears throat> He's killer. Like, I haven't seen it in 10 years. I feel like I'm I'm due to be like, oh, it, it's on TBS. Like, sure, I'll catch the last 45 minutes. I don't need to. I mean, it's, like, it's appropriate rated. <laughs> but it's a, it's a quality. It's quality entertainment. Yeah. So, this last week was Halloween. It was Daylight Savings. Um, What else happened to you this week? Oh, what happened to me? Are we going to talk about general? any Halloween stories? or should we, should I we... mean, we took our kids out trick-or-treating. We did. With our families and one other yeah. family. And that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We went over to our friend's house and just kind of... We all have really young kids... Um, and so we just did like literally one or two blocks and kind of came yeah. back. We had like 12 houses tops. Yeah. But it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, your daughter, Emma's mm-hmm. first time trick or treating. Mm-hmm. And also, um, my daughter's, uh, my daughter Hazel, her first time trick or treating, trick or treating as well. So it was a lot of fun and really cute to watch. Super cute to watch. Just the, the fact that, like, Emma, the first house is, like, why, like, was not, like, wanting to go up to the house. And then by, like, the third house, it was like, oh, like, <laughs> I get something. She doesn't understand the concept of candy yet. I think the one little, like, 
Reese's we gave her that night was like one of the two candies we gave her total. Just because it's like she doesn't know what she's like missing. Yeah. You know? Um, but the fact that she she's got so many suckers, which is like just the big suckers, which you're not gonna give a under two year old. <laughs> but she was just like it was just the mesmerizing, like, oh, we go there and we get something. Which is great to teach your small child, like, yes. Go to these strange houses. Get candy from strangers. I feel like my daughter just felt like she was taking advantage of everyone. <laughs> I'm glad you like said she, it. She was she was confused. <laughs> you were going to say that about my. I child. was going to say that. <laughs> no, because she would run up and just snatch something out, and then she would try to get more every single time. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, knock knock, tweet or tweet or what you know, however they say it, and then she quickly grabs one. Said, she actually tries to grab multiple the first time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always work, but man, she just really loves stealing things. She was like, and she loves sugar. She was like fishing from a like a bucket where she would just like scratch in, like like getting like the 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 fly with the chopstick, just ha-cha, ha-cha. <laughs> and she'd get one, and then be like, Daniel son, they haven't moved. Okay, I get another. I can, still, I can still get another. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So that was. Um, they want me to have the candy. That was that was pretty fun. What was Hazel dressed up as again? She so we were uh, our family was just Dora the Explorer characters. Mm, that's right. So that's she right. was Dora. I was the map. Uh, Jenny was um, Swiper, and actually <clears throat> Lila, our youngest, was uh, just a mouse. She had nothing to do with Dora the Explorer. So I'm sure they have a varmint issue on the show. So they, you know what? Maybe there is a mouse in Dora the Explorer. I meant more At of like some a, point, like a, like an issue with like vermin. But Could that's be fine. Could be Emma was Winnie the Pooh, <clears throat> super cute, like a full onesie. Oh like my gosh! We, we sold out for like I mean it was, ended up being like twenty eight dollars on Amazon, which I feel like is is fine. But for a an outfit she's gonna wear once. And then her, how many of her siblings are also only going to wear once? You guys, the cutest Pooh Bear you will ever see. So Emma cute. was so adorable. So cute. She, yeah, she didn't even know. But Kelsey and I were, I, I think my costume was probably my favorite because my costume was something that I would just wear to church on a normal summer day. Yeah. Just my Chris Bryant jersey and Cubs stuff. And a, yeah, just Cubs. Um, I feel and, like that's a cop out outfit. Okay, in my defense, I literally had to get the night off work to make it in, and then Kelsey's like, here, wear this, and I was like, okay, that's, that's the you amount know of time well, I had. My wife made my Halloween costume, so. Yeah. Next year. Not the one you... I wore to work, though. That one was amazing. I saw that. It was um, me and my team all decided to go as different versions of Bob Ross, so I was Bob mm. Ross's Burgers, a mixture of Bob Ross and Bob's Burgers. Mm, so good. Um, we had... Uh, Bob Ross dress for less. SpongeBob, SpongeBob Ross, um, Bobcat Ross. Yeah. And is there a Home Depot Bob Ross? No, 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 no. What and uh, oh no, it's uh, Bob the Builder Ross. Bob the Builder Ross. <laughs> Bob that's Ross right. the Builder. Bob Ross the Builder. That's right. That's that so, so good. good. Yeah, that's uh, good. <clears throat> I already know what it would be next year. What's that? For those of you who don't know, I am a big proponent of... I talked about this in episode two, I think. What if someone steals your idea? Uh, that's fine. We, there could be multiple of us. That's great. True. Okay. Um, I'm a big proponent be, of sparkling be... water. Oh. I've got, a, I've got a really weird sweater. It's like a V-neck sweater. It's like if I was a professor, but like like a Ivy League professor. 
Okay? okay. And it's a van sweater, like deep V. Deep V. W. Like, yes, C. <laughs> w. W. And it, it goes pretty deep. And I've got this weird turtleneck. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear that with some nice dress pants. And I'm going to hold a microphone and a bubbly because I love seltzer water and I am Michael Buble. Nice. I, it's I easy. feel like that, you know what? I feel like that would have been really good this year. It would have been. Because he's doing all the commercials right now and everything. It would have been like free promo for your outfit. It was too late. It might be a little late next year. Yeah. Sorry to say. We'll see though. Because if he's still doing them, I mean, Flo, Flo's stuck around for we progressive. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. My my best costume ever, though, was when I made my own costume. Kelsey and I's first year of marriage, I made myself a chip bowl. I was a, like, three-foot-wide chip bowl full of chips. Were you eating yourself? No, I, I was sounds, full of that chips. That sounds dirty. Yeah, it did, but <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I was chip bowl, and Kelsey refused to be dip. Chips and dip? I, I made it was like a harness. Married? It was like, yeah, we just got me. I was like later hosen like style, like backpack, and it was like covered, like full in front, like two feet in front, full of like the Walm great value Walmart brand chips. And I was chips. I was a chip bowl full of chips. It was I can't amazing. Believe she didn't want to be dead. I know. So I really just need next year. I'll be your Emma dip. will Dude, you just get me. <laughs> I was gonna say Emma could be she'll be young enough. That I was thinking that she'll be down for young enough to be down for whatever, but also old enough to actually be able to like put like you know like a platter around her. Yeah, small enough to. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, I wanted to give a shout out. There's been some uh, cool hip hop stuff going on. I don't know how many of you are hip hop fans, but there's a, a show on Netflix right now called Rhythm and Flow. It is amazing. It's like the I don't even want to say it's like the the voice or the American Idol for for hip hop and rap, but it is a hip hop rap contestant type show where there is a winner, <clears throat> and the judges are Chance the Rapper, Cardi B, and Ti, and it's just the show Kelsey's watching. Uh, really, Kelsey's watching it? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, I just know from the the judges. Yeah, it's so good though, I, and I recommend it to everyone listening. It's um, it's just a real authentic show, and you get to see some like real quality rappers, <clears throat> especially towards the end. It gets really good, and you're just pulling for these people to um, to do well, and hopefully they go on to have careers afterward. And it's a no strings attached, so they win two hundred fifty dollars, and they can just do whatever they want with it. They don't have to like sign a contract with you know whoever two hundred fifty. Thousand? Did I say two hundred and fifty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say two hundred fifty k is probably what kind of level of production. Come on, Netflix, <laughs> we loosen the purse strings a little bit. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it's like, that's like seven subscribers. <laughs> and uh, the hope is that they'll put that towards their career. That's it's cool. funny that you said subscribers though, because um, that like the top four, their mm-hmm. subscribers, some of them like barely even had Instagram. And they're wow. at like one million followers now after wow. after the finale. So it's just given them insane exposure. The rapping is amazing. It's gonna blow your guys' minds. Um, so go ahead, go watch that show. I highly recommend Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. Dude, that's absolutely. not an ad. That's not an ad. But if Netflix or anyone involved in that show wants to give us money, Venmo <laughs> at Jeffrey Dash Graytrek. 
And then you Venmo me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll split it. Um, rhythm and flow. Rhythm and flow. Dude, next year, Halloween, you dress up as rhythm. <laughs> I will dress up You'll as be flow. flow from progressive. <laughs> and we will be rhythm, rhythm and, and flow. flow. That'd be pretty sweet. That's really funny. Yeah, sweet. I actually really like that idea. <laughs> um, I am going to Mexico. Yeah, tell us like a little days. bit about that. That's going to be I'm going an exciting on a, trip. Yeah, I'm going on a mission trip with my church, helping lead that trip. We're going to go down and build a house. I think that's um, that's awesome. I mean, just this opportunity for like this group of – there's seven from our church, uh, six from another church, so 13 total. Um, and how cool is it like there's going to be about three or four you know, high schoolers, middle schoolers um, – how cool is it like that we get to like go and build this house and an amazing opportunity for us but how much more like is crazy that like it's tuesday and on saturday a family in mexico is going to have a house that previously didn't have a house yeah that's that was awesome. previously living in if you had a like a costco shed in your backyard that would have been an improvement on their current living status and yeah. on saturday they're going to have cement floors which just that just alone drastically improves any quality of life. Just, I mean, just the World Health Organization just has stats on like you, if you sleep on a cement floor, your likelihood of tuberculosis and emphysema and eczema just they just drop. It's just hard on your body. And so, how cool is that though? That just, I mean, okay, cool. We're you know we're going to Mexico, but forget that. How cool is it that in five days of we get to help a family that previously didn't have a house? Yeah. house. No, that's awesome. So excited for you guys and the team. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited. All right. Well, let's jump into some sports. The sports, first sports, sports. The first playoff rankings came out tonight actually. And uh, I was a little a bit little, flabbergasted. Yeah, a little surprised at some of the some of the decisions. They I, I don't know if so <clears throat> okay, top six. Let's top seven. Go eight. Eight. Top eight. Let's go top eight because Oregon's in the top seven. And Pac-12 rounds out the pack. The eight. eight. Yeah, that's right. So we've got Ohio State, uh, LSU, Alabama, um, Penn, Penn State. State, not Clemson. Yeah, Clemson <laughs> at, at five. five. Georgia at six. Oregon at seven. Go Ducks. And go Ducks. And the Utah Utes at eight. I don't know if I'm more surprised that Ohio State. Got in number one. is number one, or that at, Penn State's number four. No, that Clemson's number five. I get why why Penn well, State yeah. should, is. I, I think that Penn State has a better. I don't know. It's I just strength of schedule. Clemson's played no one. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I get that. But if you're going <laughs> off of that alone, why isn't LSU number one? Hmm. I mean, they they played Florida. And it's not like Ohio State has an easy schedule, though. Look at their schedule, man. I mean, I just pulled it up. I mean, they started with nobody. Their their first three, you know, non-conference, you know, games are just just trash, in my opinion. And um, if you go with um, – because they, they play – they'll play Penn State and Michigan State to end the um, end the season – and, Those are always tough games. Um, oh my gosh! Let's see. I'm trying to pull it up here because I had their. Uh... Well, it's exciting that two Pac-12 teams are in the top top eight right now. So, 
it'll be fun to see how things play out. Um, if either team runs runs the table, they they're gonna have a good shot at the playoff. Um, but we'll see. They've played <clears throat> Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's Great. good though. Sure, but Wisconsin when was they beat them, they they were ranked what like. Four, seven, no, seven. They were. They had lost to the Fighting Illini. Oh, they had already lost. They already they lost. They were thirteen at the time. So the only two times that the Wisconsin's faced a reputable opponent, they've lost. So they they've Ohio State has beat uh, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Michigan State. All right, Nebraska, meh, forty eight to seven. Uh, Miami, Ohio, Indiana, Cincinnati, and Florida Atlantic. Is that really number one material? I mean, you compare that to LSU, and LSU has played, okay, Georgia Southern, which knocked off Appalachian State this week. That's actually true. I mean, they did knock them off. They beat number nine Texas, okay, so they played a big school, Northwestern State. Then they beat Vanderbilt, Utah State, Florida, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Yeah, they've got three good wins. Three good wins. I mean, Ohio State has one and a half good wins? Who knows what the committee is thinking? (laughs) Rob Mullins, you are no more than 20 miles away, I'm thinking, right now. We are in Eugene. Come explain this to us. Well, he doesn't have a spot. Oh, well, you're just saying. For Oregon, I'm just saying he does. He's the chairman of the college football playoff committee. Yes, but he can't talk specifically specifically about Oregon. But he he could tell us all about this. LSU should be number one. I don't think he would tell us, but. (laughs) You know what? I don't care if he says it. If he got on the show, I'd just be happy. (laughs) But I'm just saying, LSU, I I don't, it doesn't make sense why they're not number one. And Alabama is Alabama. I get they're they're also a strength of schedule for me. It's like they didn't um I think they're hesitant to put LSU Alabama or LSU as number 1 right now because I mean they're going to be playing each other coming up. So that's fine. But I mean Penn State beat 17 Iowa. They beat number 16 Michigan and they also beat Michigan State and they play Minnesota. I mean so the fact that Penn State's above if you're going to put And that's why they're number 4 right now. That makes sense, but, but they could why be is Ohio State number one? Yeah, I don't know. They could they could be higher. Penn State. I I don't actually disagree with the top four. I disagree with the order of the top four. I think it should be LSU, Penn State, Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah, I like that. Clemson just Clemson is. Have you seen Clemson's like final schedule? They play nobody. I mean, just. So they've played uh, Georgia Tech, okay, Texas A&M, Cool Beans. They're going to have to blow um, everyone out. Syracuse, Charlotte, North Carolina, Florida State, Louisville, Boston College, Wofford. Then they finish oh. with North Carolina State, Wake Forest, all right, and South Carolina. That's embarrassing. They have nobody. You could say the Pac-12 is weak, but the Pac-12 no, is, not. is compared to, compared the ACC? to that is... Oh. So good, <laughs> and everyone's beating each other up because there's They're there's so a good. lot of good teams. Yeah, somebody said um, that okay, the SEC, you know, say what you want, but they only have there's 14 teams. They only have four teams <clears throat> under you know 500. That's great and dandy, except the Pac-12 has two, and one of them's three and six, and one of them's four and five. Yeah, like that's the level of the Pac-12. That's why I stand by like they're the best conference. They're the conference champions. 
So I th- I still think that Oregon controls their own their own destiny. I do too. Um, don't ask Chip Kelly though. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, Chip no. Kelly saying uh, some reporter asked, uh, you know, hey, you control your own oh, destiny yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Pac-12 South, and he's like, uh, no, I don't, because the definition of destiny is it was it's predetermined. So yeah, yeah, how about that. that? And then goes, taps the table and winks at him and walks off. <laughs> So, in that clip, you could hear the reporter in the back ro- background go, "Oh my God!" Or like, seriously, <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, but that's um, that's my take on that. I think Oregon at seven. I would have liked to seen them at six. Yeah, but the fact that Georgia, Georgia just beat Florida, I get it. I still don't. Think I don't because they lost to South Carolina. Oregon lost to Auburn. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I feel like Oregon should be six, Georgia seven, Utah eight, but I still think it's okay. If, because LSU and Alabama can't finish undefeated. Ohio State and Penn State, the top four, two of them can't finish undefeated. Yeah. Because they play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson, if they lose at all, then out. Out. They have to be out because they play nobody. They might, they might be out um, without losing. Yeah, they, they should be. Oh, an undefeated Clemson versus an, a one, one loss, loss. Any other Alabama, Ohio State, LSU. Other than Oklahoma, Oklahoma losing to Kansas State would be my only one. Like, hey, you also lost one loss. But I mean, if it's if it's uh, let's say Ohio State and LSU and Clemson at undefeated, and then you've got. Oregon, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, I think Clemson should be out. <laughs> they should be, yeah. I mean, strength of schedule. And conference championship should matter. They've, they've put a precedent on that, and they can't take it away. And that's why the Ducks or the Utes control their future. I don't think there should be a scenario in which a one-loss conference championship team loses a spot in the playoff to a one-loss non-conference champion. Just across the board. And that happened last year. Yeah. And I, I just don't like that. And the College Football Playoff Committee, while their job is to, like, determine the best four teams, you know, in the college football, at some point we you really got to look at <clears throat> it's a money thing. And the Alabama-Georgia College Football Playoff had the lowest rating of any college football playoff game like in its five years, you know, since inception. You know who always brings good ratings? Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. Did you hear that, Rob? Did you hear that? Oregon. Oregon. We're such homers. Sco Ducks. <laughs> I'm just saying the Ble- Beavers are number two in the Pac-12 North, which is just insane. They don't control their own destiny, but like, isn't it crazy that? Jonathan Smith is good. If. Oregon coach. lost. I mean, heaven forbid, but we're just we're talking arbitrarily here. If Oregon lost to Arizona or Arizona State, that the Beavers would control their own destiny. Yeah, it's weird. I wouldn't. I mean, what's the over under on that? I have a lot of respect for Jonathan Smith. I think yeah. he's doing a really good job with Oregon State, though, and he's he's got a really good offense going. They just got to keep the defense, yeah, doing something, and they'll they'll be a solid team. He was great I, at Washington. I, yeah, I, I mean, his pre- offense, yeah, those defenses were oh phenomenal. Um, well, he was offensive. Yeah, he's offensive coordinator, but they but had still. great defenses while he was there. Yeah. Um, but 
I like when Oregon State is competitive. It makes uh, it makes the conference better. It makes the conference better. It makes the game better. It makes the rivalry better. Yeah, it's just all around better. Which brings me to a point of making the Pac-12 better. This is a good segue because I want to talk about Urban Meyer potentially taking over the USC job. I think if Urban Meyer takes that job, it immediately gives the Pac-12 legitimacy. Legitimacy, exactly. They become, you know, one of the best conferences immediately when he takes that job. Because then you've got USC with Urban Meyer. Oregon with Mario Cristobal, who's just doing great things. Uh, Washington, Chris Peterson. Washington, Chris Peterson. Mike Leach. You got uh, Whitting. Is it Whittingham at, at Utah? Willingham, Whittingham. Um, yeah, Mike Leach. You got Herman Edwards. I mean, there's a lot of good. I mean, Chip Kelly. Yeah, yeah Mike Leach. Um, well, Stanford. Uh, gosh, I always forget his name. But uh, Stanford. David. Um, what's his name? I want to say Lovey, but I just keep thinking it's Lovey Smith. No, that's and not it's it. It's not. He's well now. He's with there. He was with the Illini in Illinois. Anyway, Urban Meyer immediately gives the Pac-12 legitimacy, and the Pac-12 will be back in the talk for one of the best conferences. I agree, except for the fact that I won't concede the fact that the Pac-12 is already legitimate, and that no one else sees it. Well, what I'm talking I'm about saying, is like, national you listed, exposure. You no listed one thinks, all of these teams and all of these great coaches and all these amazing programs. We didn't even talk about, like, Herm Edwards. I mean, I mentioned it, but, I mean, like, the program at Arizona State with Herm Edwards is just growing. And they're going to be a powerhouse in the Pac-12 South in two, three years. And yet, the you're totally right. Urban Meyer to USC makes the conference, like, way, way more legitimate. It recognizes them as, like, hey – this is the real plus, deal. Plus, they'll get so much more national exposure because of Urban Meyer. Yeah, and the recruiting just gets expanded. He's going to take it back to the Pete Carroll days, like that type of success. Minus the cheating. <laughs> and minus beating Oregon. <laughs> Maybe minus like 75% of the cheating. It'll be, <laughs> It'll be close. But I'm just saying like it shouldn't have to be that way because like we're already like – I honestly think it's a time zone thing. I think that, that That's the a big Pac-12 part of it. Moved to Eastern, and I'm not saying you can't just you you start the games at a different time, and that's that's the thing. Yeah. It's that literally we're a thousand miles away. Yeah, that's it. We're a thousand miles away. Y'all think and no one watches our games because they're too late? Because Pac-12 After Dark starts at you know eleven thirty. Oh yeah, eleven thirty. Or no, ten thirty at night. And so I don't know. It. I get it. I don't know if Urban Meyer is going to come though because I mean he left. I mean, he left Ohio State a little bit auspiciously with the, you know, the allegations of, well, there were just a lot. But, you know, he cited just some, like, family health issues and just his own health issues. But the fact that You know what? Analyst, I've got migraines too, Urban. Yeah. But I could be the coach of USC or Ohio well, State. Well, the fact that he's, he's I've passed being out an analyst. For, I've passed out from my migraines. I know what bad migraines are. <laughs> I could still coach a team. I don't know. All right, so you ready to admit that the uh, 49ers are not the real deal? Nope. Are you? <laughs> I am. Wow. They're 8-0. Please Great. explain how they're not going to make the playoffs. Okay, I I think based on some other events, they, 
they will make the playoffs. I will give them that. Hey, you're coming around. Uh, just not begrudgingly. I'm begrudgingly coming around. Oh, well, they're 8-0, so. They do not win the <laughs> NFC West. That's fine. They're going to make they the playoffs, though. They do not win the NFC West. We both agree that they're going to lose this week. Yes. They, they're going to lose Seattle. They don't win the NFC West. I mean, ah, just, they're not that good. <laughs> Their defense is so good, man. The That's coaching great. is, I feel like you're you're not recognizing how good the coaching is and how good the, the de- like the ownership and everything is there. Like the front office, all of it. Yeah. And they've just got pieces, you know? They're like, they're like uh, the Toronto Raptors. It's like... They've got just a bunch of pieces that work really well together. I don't know who their Kawhi Leonard would be. I guess maybe George Kittle. <laughs> or maybe no. their running game as a whole. Ugh, no. But they've just got pieces that work well together, and it's a good organization. No. I'm standing by this. The only way I eat my words is if they win the Super Bowl. And even then... You should eat your words if they make the playoffs. No. Whatever. Because the NFC, they screwed it up. The fact that ugh, the fact that the Viking Vikings defense let the freaking Chiefs kick a field goal to win the game is going to be a factor in why the San Francisco 49ers, you know, don't make, you know, they end up making the playoffs. Maybe that's, I still that's football, man. I still don't think you think the San Francisco 49ers are Super Bowl material. Um. Are you I don't know. To put I don't your know. I don't, where your mouth is. When have I ever said that they were going to win the Super Bowl? I'm saying. I'm You're saying just right putting now, words in my mouth. I'm saying they're not going to. They're not going to make it the Super Bowl. I. I would say that they potentially could make the Super Bowl. I'm not saying. Yeah, they're for sure going to make. Like they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm but. saying. I'm saying they make it into. Maybe the playoffs because of their. Weak strengths of schedule. Oh, now it's the weak schedule. Wow. I said the weak schedule from the beginning. <laughs> the foul nine to zero against the Redskins. No, you said they what were trash in the beginning. They were. They are trash. <laughs> they are trash. Hear me now. I will be eight no trash. Colin Hurd. I will be Stephen A. Smith. I will say <laughs> the only undefeated trash in the NFL. That's what the they Patriots are. Aren't trash. I know they're, they're not. Patriots undefeated. are undefeated. But uh, they're the real deal, and they're not just not you know who just because like they're the playing. real deal. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Well, sure. I am replacing North. Tom Brady in my MVP race. I'm replacing Tom Thomas Edward Brady with Lamar Jackson, and I'm replacing Thomas Edward Brady with Jeffrey Lynn Goldblum. <laughs> Although I will say, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is still my number one right now. Dalvin and Cook. then Russell Wilson. Dalvin Cook has more yards. Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson. That's my top three. Dream, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying I will I will I stand by it. I stand by this sentiment of what I originally said. The San Francisco 49ers are not as good as people think they are. Okay. That's fine. They're that's, not. That's fine. That's your opinion. They're eight no. And I'm putting my money where my mouth is by betting on the Seahawks this week. And I will also be betting on the Seahawks this right. week because they're the underdogs, and I'm going to make some money. Yeah. Did you see <clears throat> the 
uh, Hall of Famer that uh, skirted onto the field on Monday night? Would that be uh, Ray Lewis? No, it's the Black Cat. Oh. (laughs) Oh. The instant Hall of Famer. I actually didn't see it when it happened. I I saw some replays. Guys, Guys scampered for 127 yards, two touchdowns. Those are some solid numbers. Instant Hall of Famer. <laughs> I honestly, okay, so this Black Cat, the official NFL game record records, the game has been delayed. Stop. There's a Black Cat on the field. Stop. The game has been resumed. Stop. And it's just so funny because this Black Cat runs on the field close to the 50-yard line, and then just, I mean, what are you going to do with a cat? You're not going to catch a cat in the open field, literally, the open <laughs> field. And it just runs on, and there's this radio announcer. I mean, if anyone could do it, it would be, you know, someone. Not a, the a, Dallas defense. An NFL defender. Mm, it was Dallas and New York, so. Give Van Der Esch out there or Jalen Smith. Is he still hurt? Yeah, I think he's out. Jalen Smith? Come off the bench and they tackle the cat. Uh, Wow, dude. We talked about dogs this last week, and now you're going to talk about a cat? That's oh, cats. You didn't hit any cats this week, did you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, I th- I Sorry to all saw, the cat lovers out there. I saw what I thought was like, that could be a chupacabra on the side of the road. He was dead. What is a chupacabra? A goat sucking. You've never heard of the chupacabra? I've heard of the chupacabra. I don't know what it is, though. It's a and like How mythical... can you recognize that? The two fangs the top they got fangs and then one coming up the bottom they're goat suckers they suck your blood eat your heart oh yeah totally yeah so they I saw see, one on the side I of i5 see those all the time okay you don't need to patronize me <laughs> um but just that black cat was just hilarious because it reminds me there was a squirrel last year just random animals interfering with professional sports it's, it's just funny it's on national tv and it, it's the the thing is, is what you don't see on national TV and you see later on Instagram is people that streak, you know, people that, that do crazy stuff, that throw stuff on the field. You don't see that on national TV because they don't, they don't publicize it. And for good measure, because they shouldn't. But when a cat or a squirrel runs on the field, it's like, oh, hell yeah. Free game. That's funny. And Chris <laughs> Collinsworth is like, now here's a cat who really understands... The laser beam. The call on the cat was amazing. He's at the 50. He's the at the 40. 40. Touchdown! <laughs> the the mini documentary, though, that ESPN put together, so funny. Oh, so good. Rex Ryan going, and somebody asked me about his competitive, competitiveness. And that was just a joke. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, that's so good. Oh, amazing. So let's talk a little bit of NBA the Warriors just happened to beat our Blazers with pretty much a summer league team, <laughs> which was very upsetting. Uh, not a game that the Blazers should have dropped. I don't even really want to talk about it. I'm still upset. Should we give a, a, a little like minute of silence? or? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm used to us losing to the Warriors, okay? I'm not used That's to us very losing... True. To the 2007 Warriors. <laughs> to the Summer League Warriors. Yes. I mean, like, nah, I could see us losing to the Summer League Warriors the last couple of years. But still, it just makes, <laughs> like, what? Who did they? I'm sorry. Who did 
Who do we play against? Oh, was it Draymond Green? Oh, no. Oh, Clay, Th- Clay Thompson. Nope. Nope, not Clay Thompson. Well, Steph, Steph, Steph Curry? No. Oh, no. Kate. Oh, oh. No, he's gone. No. Oh, it's Pascal from who's a rookie or second year, rookie or second year from Villanova that no one knows about that goes off for thirty six points and thirteen rebounds. It's oh just, my gosh, I'm I'm just upset. You I know, see it on the Oregon, run sheet here, but I, I don't want to talk about Portland it. Portland is it's obvious that they're very much missing their their power forward. Um, well, Zach Collins is Zach now Collins. out four months, and he's out four months. I it's, get that Ennis Kenter is hurt like right now but like oh, they should have signed him uh, they offered him money but they, he did he won't yeah it would have been too much for what we could give him hindsight but 2020 though we've got nobody our backup is anthony tolliver and he's like what looks to be 65 <laughs> years of age but right behind him is Pau Gasol, <laughs> who's also <laughs> injured and also in his eighties. Sixty, yeah, eighty-five. Gosh. Um. So Portland's just. Um. Hopefully they can pick things up, but uh, they really struggled in that game, and it it, it wasn't good. Lamarcus, come back Lamarcus. to Lamarcus. That would be a nice power forward to Gosh, have right now. Seriously. But, ugh, the Warriors. Without Steph, without Clay, do they tank this season and go for the high draft pick? No, they won't. And the simple answer is front office won't allow anything of the such because they're in a brand new state or they're in a brand new arena. They're Chase getting, Arena, downtown San Francisco, no way. They play to win. I think they're just gonna have to just kinda Eat, eat some money this year. Eat the loss. Um, no, they will. They will be bad, but they won't intentionally tank. No, four straight championships. I don't know. That in- I don't think they'll intentionally tank either. I think I, they'll just be bad. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that they're they're getting so much um, bad PR about outpricing their real fans. I think that they're gonna have to like keep ticket prices lower even though it's a brand new stadium because the team is so trash this year even though they beat our blazers um they're gonna have to get the fan base back into it somehow and i think they're gonna have to eat some of that here's the um, reality for me is that san francisco for basketball in my mind with the golden state warriors if you're not a winner you're a loser and i get that that's good logic General concept. Okay, Confucius. I'd say it's more of a John Madden logic. Okay, Gandhi. Usually the team that scores the most points is the winner. (laughs) Thanks, John Madden. But what I'm saying is that to keep the San Francisco fans, like, intrigued and involved, they just went to four straight finals. Merely winning, merely posting a 500 record is not going to do it. Those fans have... One, they're just a bunch of stuck-up SOBs, in my opinion. But they're also just, like, so just finger-nose, stick-up-their-butts. Like, no. If probably, they're not winning... Probably own a tech just, company. Yeah. It's like they're... they're it's like, who... Who... That, what person in San Francisco that lives above the poverty line 
that which is over a hundred thousand dollars a year in San Francisco, <laughs> is is going to these games going. I've been a Warriors fan since '98, baby. I mean, there's 14 of them, and they will be 14 proud. But no, they're they won't tank. But they're just they're just crap. Yeah, they beat the Blazers, but they're not going to win a lot of games this year. Is that Collins out? I don't know what to think. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little uh, sports betting? Yeah. Do you want any money this week? I did win some money this week. How much money? Did you I win? actually talked with my wife about my betting habits. I um, talked to my wife someone, after the fact. I, I, I and uh, she approved me twenty whole dollars to use. Um, I've only uh, used ten so far, and I'm up to seventeen. So I've lost a few bets, but I've won more than I've lost at this point, and I'm feeling really good. I won a three-way parlay earlier today. Nice. I had the Boston Celtics winning, I had the Lakers winning, and I had Denver winning, and they all won, and I tripled my money. So felt pretty good about that one. What about you? I um, I got my wife's thumbs up on just the general, like, hey, you've got some, we call it fun money. Do what you want with it. I just like giving you crap. That's fair. Um, today I started with eight, and I'm currently at fourteen. Six bucks with two outstanding bets. So, yeah. Um, I really okay. Here's what I was gonna say earlier. There's two things. Is one I want to talk about live betting. Live okay. betting is so it's literally the game's happening and the odds change by the second, by the score, by the time in the game, time that's left in the game versus so let's say it's the third quarter, there's four minutes and thirty seconds left, and it's seventy-eight seventy-four blazers. Okay? And the um and the odds are so the blazers are a plus two forty because they're at four. And then they're playing the Nuggets. Nuggets hit a three. Now it's uh, 77, 78. The odds change literally right then. That's or crazy. they change because time passed and no score changes. So earlier today, I, I also got a three-bet parlay. I bet the Thunder um, Lakers, which was looking dicey. Yeah, they were down 21. Um, yeah, and... Um, they came else. back real strong. Oh, and the Nuggets. Yeah, they came back. It's the fourth quarter. They started out 16-0 in the fourth quarter. It was insane. <laughs> um, and the Nuggets. So I got that parlay, and then I was looking at it, and I had, I had, I'm playing, so I got $10, but I was, I had bet, I think, $5 on that one or something. I can't quite remember. But I had $3 on my thing. You know, we're not high rollers here, okay? We're rollers. We're pretty poor. But feel free to donate. The Venmo was listed earlier. <laughs> Um, and so I was like three dollars, and I was looking at the Oklahoma, uh, Orlando game, and it was the over under, and it switched right on me right as I was going to bet on it, or looking into it. Sorry, and I was like, "There's, there's the fourth quarter of play, and they would have to score. Uh, I think it was sixty at that point, to beat the over. Sixty in the fourth. 60 in the fourth and Oklahoma City was running away with it they were up 12 at the time and I was like are you kidding me they're up 12 right now 60 in the fourth 
and nobody. I mean, I mean, which I'm is just, like impossible. Yeah. So I bet three bucks on it, won ten bucks. <laughs> so then I ended up betting the, the some of a couple other bets um, for later in the week. You know, after because I also don't like having the fact that like my account was at like fifteen or no sixteen ninety seven. <laughs> so I like betting like. One ninety. <laughs> he can't do. Can't. He has to be at least a dollar. Oh. But I, I, I literally will bet one ninety seven. Oh. To get rid of it because I hate seeing that up yeah. there. But it was just like that was just the most crazy because it's like that's what I I like about the sports betting is, it's like one. I'm not, I'm not wagering a mortgage or a rent payment or a car <laughs> payment here, and you do you. But unless you're rolling in above the poverty line in San Francisco. Like, uh, I just, I don't see that in the wheelhouse. Yeah. But the fact that, like, oh, it was $1.97. It was less than a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty fun to live bet as it goes. Yeah. Sports betting is a lot of fun. It is Man. a lot of fun. <laughs> it is We're going to have to watch fun. ourselves. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I get it. Were you going to talk, talk about... Uh, uh, bet, what is it called? Bet back? Oh, bet back. So, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. So, my trebles, which was my, um, uh, my parlay, my three, so it's doubles, well, single, doubles, which is double parlay, trebles is three, and then it just goes four, five, six, seven fold is what it's, you know, called, is the bet back is, so when you make a bet, so let's make a dollar bet on the Seahawks. For this Monday, mm-hmm. dollar bet, they're plus 200 right now. I place a dollar, I win three bucks. Okay? So immediately when I place the bet, it's going to be uh, so I've paid a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's a, probably immediately going to give me a 90% um, bet back. So I paid a dollar and I can bet back for 90 cents, meaning I lose 10 cents or 90 or I lose 10% before the match happens. But what tonight happened which was crazy is during my trebles parlay for saying that the lakers thunder and nuggets were going to win during that live event usually when the events go live the bet back goes away except for i was winning in the parlay so the bet back was higher than the original bet at one point it was oh. saying bet back 550 and we'll give you 550 so a 250 return on the bet and to cancel it, but I was betting five fifty, and all I needed to do was the Nuggets to win, to win ten. You didn't need to do anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, but that was just really fascinating. I was like, okay, so the bet back isn't just like, hey, okay, before the bets, it's like, you know, because I didn't know about that the very first time I bet, the, the very first thirty dollars. Yeah, you that's know, sorry, Kels. They're like, hey, it, hey, hey, stop betting. Uh, yeah, take it back. Take it back because your odds are. Yeah, the odds are in your favor we want them to be in our favor if i had known about betbacks in the beginning when i accidentally bet $25 i mean i i bet it but i didn't mean to bet that much i would have just said hey wait bet back give me the 23 back or whatever it is yeah i didn't know about that and so today i was like looking into it i was like oh and you were betting on the canadian razorback team or whatever that was $2 no it was the it was the it was the oh. eagles <laughs> oh yeah your parlay right? oh yeah i got the rams cuz they were underdogs and then i the Eagles and I was like I bet 25 to win 95 but I thought it was like a view checkout kind of thing where mm-hmm. it was like place bet and it was going to be like 
are you sure? And it wasn't. And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Can't do anything now. Yeah. I learned a lesson. But there's a bet back. So I could have, after that, been like, okay, well, oops. No, give me twenty three fifty back or whatever it is. But if you're winning the bet, like, and it's happening, they'll give you a bet back to, like, so if you had bet on the the Lakers, no, the Bulls to win today, and you had bet 10 bucks to win, and then they're winning. They're actually, like, beating the Lakers by 21 at one point. That 10 bucks, I'm sure they would have bet back at 17 So you could have placed your $10, bucks, $10 bet, $10 bet to probably win 40 Those people Taking would have been smart to bet back at to, halftime. Seriously, because they were up 14 and a half? I would have done that if I bet on the Chicago, on the Chicago because I knew the Lakers were going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we both won our parlays. We did. On the we Lakers. we bet on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting, though. Uh, I Earlier in the week, I, uh, I bet on uh, the Jets to beat Miami because, of course, Miami was... Uh, defeated. <laughs> they hadn't hadn't won a game yet, and of course the Jets lose to Miami. <laughs> that was like funny. my first bet because I bet on Miami. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I bet on Miami again. I really like, and let's let us be clear. I mean, maybe Shannon's a higher roller than I am, but if I bet, I told five, you I spent ten bucks. <laughs> if I, but even with, even when I'm playing within house money, which is what I'm doing right now. If I spend, if I bet $5, I'm like, my heart's pounding, like, that's Starbucks. $5 was my parlay, which which I tripled to, it was like, it was like 15 or something. Um, but that feels like, like a lot of money when you're does. starting out sports betting. <laughs> yeah. Mine was 3 bucks to win 10 um, And then the the live betting over under putting the under on the Oklahoma City Orlando game was also three bucks and it paid seven six I think hmm. interesting that left me with like sixteen ninety six so well yeah do we want to mention this this cool story here oh yeah go for it man. there was uh I forget the names of of the high schools but. There were two high schools, uh, high school football teams playing each other, I believe last week or the week before, and um, there were two players from uh, the opposing teams um, that got together after the game. Um, one of the kids' mother um, is going through, I think it's, I don't know what kind of cancer, but yeah, she's she going through, um, she has cancer right now, and the other uh, player wanted to pray for him. And um, apparently they had been on maybe like a seven, I think it was a seven on seven team before, mm-hmm. so they kind of knew each other. But I just thought it was so cool that um, that they got together after the game and, and he did that and just cared so much and did that for his family. Um, just a really cool story, um, you know, from people who are so young and during high school, which is a time where mm-hmm. you can let the ego get the best of you, especially like during football and after a game, depending on like if you won or not, if you win. You're going to be feeling really good and not thinking about, like, maybe praying for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a really cool moment in high school yeah. sports. Putting life in front of sports, which is how it should always be. Yeah. Is that, you know, sports are great, but even if you're making millions of dollars to play that sport, your family should come first and foremost. Totally. 
and there were some people there who like videotaped it and it went it ended up going viral um so if you guys want to google it you totally can but yeah just a really cool story hot take shannon what do you got i don't have a hot take so you just take this one away well, well, we kind of uh, have the same hot it's take. It's the same hot I take. I guess I do kind of have it's a hot take. It's that the Seahawks, so if you don't know sports betting, I'll go real quick. So a plus 100 and a minus 100 are actually the same thing uh, as far as payout goes, but they're saying that um, the plus team is the underdog and the um, minus team is the favorite. So, for example, let's say it's a, a college basketball and which Oregon Lottery is yet to do coll- collegiate sports for betting. But let's say it's, what was it, Duke and Kansas tonight? Yeah. Uh, who ended up winning? I didn't see. I think it was Kansas was winning when I was looking at last. right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so let's say Duke was a plus 110 and a uh, Kansas was a minus 110. So Duke would be the underdog in this scenario. But... The way the plus and the minus works is that for the payout is it just means that if you have a plus, it means that you do 100, you do that total, 110, over 100. So it means it's a 1.1 payout. And if it's a minus, it's a, a 100 over the minus, meaning it's a, it would be like a 0.99 payout or whatever it is. You're really sports betting nerding out right now. I am, but I'm getting to a point. So... It's important, Shannon. It's important. <laughs> the Seahawks are plus 200 right now. Yeah. You could have just said the Seahawks are underdogs, and we both believe they're going to win this week. Shannon, we're just talking about sports betting. I don't... We're trying to grow an audience <laughs> just trying here. trying to tie it all together. We're trying to tie it all together to say the Seahawks are plus 200. They're underdogs. So a dollar bet brings you back three bucks. Which Bet one? on the Seahawks. Bet on the Seahawks, people. Bet on the Seahawks. They've I think got a it's potential, in San Francisco, too. They've got a potential MVP uh, behind center. No. They have an MVP. Yeah. Whether or not he wins the votes. Has he won the MVP before? Russell Wilson? No. I don't think so. Well, he has a good chance of winning it this year. His, okay, his receiving quick, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, whatever. Tyler Lockett. It's a very well-balanced DK team. Metcalf. Jaron Brown. Josh Gordon. He's Josh be, Gordon now. Yeah, and gosh, if that More. I, I honestly really hope this this is you know plays back into you know the fl- family before sports. Is I really hope he stays clean. Russell? No, Josh Gordon. Oh, I was like, wait, also what? Russell. <laughs> Russell Wilson. But I don't know how clean oh, yeah. we want Russell Wilson because we did it, Hawks. Or, <laughs> we did it, Seattle. We got it done. Go Hawks. We did it. Go Hawks. Um, two weeks in a row now that that's come <laughs> up. That's nice. It's always going to be relevant. <laughs> if there's if there's a team, I think even more than the Patriots, where Josh Gordon can get his mind right, stay clean, I think it's the Seattle Seahawks with Pete Carroll. He's so much about mind, body, spirit, um, and really caring about the individuals and helping them where they're at. They've had... Uh, so many people. I mean, they brought Deion Jordan in after he had such a rough time being drafted number three overall to Miami and just getting into drugs and depression and all this. And they brought him in and made him a stud. And they've done that with a few guys now. And I think Josh Gordon could be one of those guys that really 
um, that really does well in Seattle. So we'll see. We'll see. But bet on Seattle to win this bet game against the Seattle. Niners. Even though I've been all in for the Niners this year, um, and Jeff very much hasn't, bet yes. on the Seahawks. Um, I'm if putting you my are money betting. where my mouth is. If I could bet against like the Niners for the field, you know what I mean? If there was an option for me to be like, okay, anybody but the Niners, they would never do that kind of bet. I would bet on that. I'd bet too much money. Um, I th- just real quick on that. I think the only other system in which oh, I Josh Corden. I, I think I know what you're going to say. Can I guess? Well, hold up. Let me preface it. I'll leave the team blank. Okay. So you can. I think there's one other team, one other, you know, system organization where Josh Gordon could have gone and he would have been successful in the way that he would have been supported. And that if he, you know, lived up to, you know, reconciling his wrongs and continued his, you know, progress in his, you know, own personal health, that he would have been, you know, just would have just exploded. But also at the same time, if he faltered, he would have been kicked to the door, which I think he needs. Yeah. There's one other team if it wasn't the Seahawks. I can guess. Guess. Kansas City Chiefs. No. What? Who? Steelers. Okay. They got they traded away Antonio Brown and they they got rid of well, got rid of, quote, Le'Veon Bell. I just think Andy Reid is such a such a player's coach. And he's willing to do, he's willing to be there for players, even when the media isn't and everyone's kind of against him. He is on his players' side all the time. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I could see that also. Plus he has an amazing offense. So Josh Gordon would have done really well. But no. Still. Steelers. The only person, the only people that are going to deal with crazy is those that know crazy. And Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt weren't. F- that's messed up, what they've done or allegedly I mean, have done. But Andy Reid had Lashawn McCoy for a while. Lashawn McCoy is a, he's got some crazy in him. Yeah. He's, well, he's got him again uh, now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's not as crazy. Because I'm just he's saying. Not as good. I think. I think uh, Mike Tomlin. I think the the Steelers would be in. The I team. really like Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Cool. I'm sad. That they the Steelers won a, a, a Super Bowl with Bill Cowher, and then a year later, one or two years later, won it with Mike Tomlin. Mm. Why? He's <laughs> a rookie coach, and I feel like you know everyone wants to go out on top, and it's just hard to be like, we went on top, and crap, the team after me also went on top. <laughs> he did what I just did. Yeah. Cool. All right, that's all I got. That's it for this week's episode. Um, make sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and ev- any other streaming services that you might be listening to. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Dads Who Love Sports and Twitter. Um, what's our handle on Twitter? DWL DWL Sports. DWL Dads Who Love Sports. Yes. That's right. And we're we're gonna get that up going a lot more. Um, now, but make sure to follow us. Shannon's going to be following us here after this. <laughs> I am. I was actually just talking with Jenny, my wife, about this, and I was like, 
Twitter is is a space where sports people congregate. Like mm-hmm. that's where people go for a lot of their sports stuff. It's our and mecca. I was like, that's where we need to like that or Instagram be doing content. Yeah, Instagram's a lot harder for content though. Yeah, yeah. It's more sure. like showing what we're doing yeah, instead of like share sharing sports news. The same, but exactly. Yeah. So we're gonna get both up and going really, uh, really good. So yeah. make sure to follow us on socials. Follow us on Apple and Spotify, and uh, that's it. So. For Jeff Greytrek, I'm Shannon Hartley, and this This is Dads Who Love Sports.